0: Welcome to the Faith Debate on News Radio 930 WFMD. I'm Troy Skinner. Our panel is gathered once more. We've got uh, Daniel Razvi, M. Ron Razvi. His friends call him Raz, so I guess he's been on the air long enough. You can call him Raz. And uh, David Forsey is uh, on the show as well, as usual. The four of us are pastors of house churches in Frederick County. If you'd like to learn more about that, connect with one of our churches, you know, reach out. And be glad to talk with you about it. We spent the last three weeks talking about things happening in the news over the last few years, and so much of what's been driving what's happening in in the world these days has been driven by politics and political worldview things, so we spent a lot of time there. I think we might have a little more to say on those fronts, and perhaps we'll have an opportunity, we'll see, to to shift into broader concerns than just politics, Uh, but uh, we will see. where, where we leave off last week we we're talking about retirement about retirement we we're talking about whether <laughs> capitalism or not, uh, uh, a regulated free market is the is the biblical model and i feel like we might have begun to reach uh, a consensus that it probably was depending on how we want to define our terms but am i am i because if so then we can move on if not we probably should flesh out where we were last week um, do we want to talk about what's the
1: so the the contrast to a regulated free market is a not free market, a, a very regulated, so regulated that it's no longer a free market. Yeah. So a, a controlled market.
0: Yes, a controlled <laughs> market. Right. Exactly. Yeah, a controlled market, which would be you know the 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 depending on your flavor, socialist or fascist or communist or something like right. that. So maybe instead of regulated, it should be civilized free market. <laughs> So a completely free market with no regulation whatsoever would probably lend itself to some sort of uh, anarchy, Mad Max type of
1: thing. Yeah, yeah. anything it, it, goes over stronger can get it done. But
0: but you know the principles that in, that we're trying to include under this umbrella would include uh, personal property,
2: personal responsibility, <laughs> uh, you, you know, know, protection from theft. In those days, there was no king in Israel, and every, every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Right. phrase from judges. Very right.
1: Fr- very free market. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very, very free market. I think Jeff Bezos is a very big fan of the very free market by eliminating all competition.
0: And the other thing is, if it's not regulated properly, you have the problem that I think we, we have right now is, is cronyism, which is basically uh, another word maybe for fascism, you know, where the, the, the government interests and the business interests are so mm-hmm. deeply entwined and codependent and they're all paying and buying each other off that... Uh, and special favors and all that sort of stuff. And we saw that play out with what's happened in this last you know couple of years with all the shutdowns. It's Main Street. The mom and pops got kicked in the teeth. But those multi-multi-billionaires that own these big corporations, they had record-setting profits. <laughs> How'd that happen? <laughs> you know, everybody's struggling to pay the rent and uh, the stock market's at re- record highs. How'd that happen? <laughs> It doesn't add up. Something doesn't make sense. You know, that's, that's cronyism. Like there's something, the, the, the wrong kinds of regulations are in place. Uh, so we need somebody regulating the regulators <laughs> at that
2: point. Uh, so I guess we're, we're probably pretty good on, on that front, right? I'm, I'm, still, I'm still more of an advocate for a family being a lot more intertwined financially than what most conservatives would probably have in, in America. But that's a different topic than the right. well-regulated. Um, free but the market. economy in, at large, yes, I think more, more free, less government involvement. I think that's even that's at the family level. The family should operate as a regulated
0: uh, free market. Sure, right? somewhat
2: regulated, very minimal regulation.
0: Meaning that, like you, you indicated last week, it's not like the patriarch of the family has all the money and, and controls everything and tells everybody what to do. Well, it's, a, right?
1: it's a different kind of re- regulation, right? The, the, the more family rules is a, of engagement, as opposed to you can and cannot do this, but rules of engagement. Yeah, well in the in the family it's uh, it's relationally regulated. Right. So, and I think that
0: the regulation should be relatively minimal, by the way. I agree. You know, regulating to keep people from doing things that are dishonest, uh, you know basically some sort of theft or grift or you know, that sort of thing. Partiality being so, uh, being shown, those sorts of things should uh, be stealing
1: intellectual property. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: That so so we, we are incredibly in my opinion, over-regulated. We're regulated on steroids, and we have so many regulations that you can't even keep tabs. That's part of our problem. You can't keep tabs on this beast that's been created.
1: Yeah, um, was it Ben Carson that said uh, the regulations add, what, 40% to the cost of a house? Wow. I hadn't heard that, but... He, he's in charge of HUD, so he knows.
0: Wow. Yeah, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. We'd have a lot more home ownership if you could knock the price down by 40%. Yeah.
2: Yep.
0: Yeah. All right. Oh, you had no, I just, uh, this is a long,
1: this is a little bit of a tangent, but it came up and uh, as I was thinking about what we're talking about is, I want to uh, maybe go into the direction of compromise and define the word compromise and how it's used, because we're talking about co- politics and we're talking about you know, cronyism, and I think compromise is, is really where it starts, where I believe as a Christian, and I define the word Christian as a believer in Christ as my savior, that will save me from the sin that I cause because I am a sinner, um, what is compromise from that standpoint? We are not allowed to compromise when anything that is biblically stated, do this or do not do this. Like, you know, if God says do not kill, there's no compromising in that. If God says do not covet, there's no compromising in that. And the, and the political system is really built on compromise. And, and I've seen so many movies and articles and books. and But if you're in politics, you have to compromise. And it's held up as an ideal. Absolutely. And that is absolutely wrong. And, and I've seen the left not compromise, but force the right to compromise. So as the left goes further and further the left, the right is moving along
0: with them because they're being forced to compromise. Um, and if they don't, they're evil. But what happens is this is the game that they play because they, they give the appearance of compromise. So what happens is... Um, Daniel's already brought up about, you know, give you a king and he's going to tax you to death, right? Mm-hmm. He's brought up that passage of the Bible a couple of weeks in a row. And so he got somebody who says, I want no taxes. And somebody else says, I want to tax you 10%. It's Like, no, I want no taxes, 10%. No taxes, 10%. Oh, it's compromised, 5%. Okay. Now all of a sudden you've got taxes where there were none. Right. And so they moved the needle. And then five years later, 15%, no, 5%. 15 percent no five percent compromise 10 percent and within five ten years they're where they wanted to be they just right. gradualized and it into place more, because we compromised
2: our way there you know, that left more is brilliant at that a more recent uh, example of that in uh, that, that many people listen may, may have remembered from the news is this um, uh, Build back better plan that the so-called that uh, Biden's been, been pushing and Democrats have been pushing and they said this is going to be a three or four trillion dollar spending plan for social priorities and and so on, and there were a whole long list of things in the bill, and some of them many people were upset about and so on, but it was a lot of stuff, and it was a radical increase in spending and increase in programs and and so on, and so they launched this idea, and they get a lot of pushback, and then they compromise and say, oh, well, we're only going to spend now one trillion out of this, and it's still going to have a lot of the really bad stuff that everybody was uh, worried about but it feels like an achievement and a victory for the right. Oh, we talked them down, $2 trillion less in spending. Well, they're still doing all the stuff that they were going to do and probably what they expected to get done in the first place. They just ask for a lot more, so when you negotiate them down, they're still getting most of what their agenda is.
0: Imagine you're in a marriage counseling session, and uh, the wife wants to not be beat at all, (laughs) and the husband wants to beat her twice a day. And so the marriage counselor said, "Look, how about we compromise? How about your husband just beats you once a day?" And that's what happens when you compromise biblical principles, right? You, 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 you at some point, you got to say, "No, wrong is wrong, right is right."
1: Same with adultery. How about your know, husband wants to go, or, or the wife wants to go and
0: sleep with other people? Let's just compromise. Let's do that every other Tuesday, not every day. Right? Tuesday. Yeah, we have a, a regulated open relationship. Right. <laughs> so that's why
1: I, I really feel that compromise is. What's really been causing a lot of downfall? You cannot compromise on biblical principles, and the breakdown of the family unit in America has what's caused the great shift and compromise of our principles, compromise of our um, beliefs. And you know, one of the things my wife is adamant about saying when when all of these um, conservatives are raving about this bill in Texas about abortion or this thing in Georgia about abortion, we won a great victory. We limited abortion to this. No we got to go back to abortion is killing a baby. It doesn't have to be six weeks, it doesn't have to be 12 weeks, it doesn't have to be first or second or third trimester, it's killing a baby, it's by conception. And when you give that argument over and compromise
0: that, oh, but what if it's rape or incest? No, you're still compromising. You cannot compromise. And because they're willing to compromise, I mean, in certain states it, it would be, impo- like Maryland, it would be impossible uh, to do what I'm about to suggest. But in other states, let's use Oklahoma as a really good example. They almost always have a Republican governor who runs as a pro-life candidate, they have an overwhelmingly re- Republican uh, uh, legislature, I mean a, a a filibuster-proof, veto-proof, I think, uh, majority of Republicans uh, in Oklahoma. Why couldn't they Just abolish, abortion. not limit, but abolish abortion in their state?
1: Maybe like slavery? Abolish slavery? Yeah. Abolish abortion?
0: Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's I
1: Slavery is actually better than abortion because at least you get to live. Abortion, right. you're dead.
0: Right, right. But they they don't have the political will to do it, and they end up compromising. and And there's all these flavors of compromise along the way, which is why even the political bases get so fractured. That's why we had close to 20 Republicans run in 2016 in the primary, had somewhere around 20 Democrats run in the primary, and 20. 20- 20 Uh, even even the political bases are incredibly fractured starting to look like central europe uh, a little bit there with all the political interests and uh, we don't quite have the 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 multitude of political parties that they have but we're heading in that direction so let's but speaking of compromise let's do a, a, a transition and talk about where this leads us culturally because if you're willing to compromise politically and fiscally and those sorts of things you compromise other principles and we see that play out in our culture and, and with some big, high-profile names that have been involved in sex scandals, All right? We talked about, you know, um, you know, adultery. You know, so let's talk a little bit about. We're shifting away from the politics, and maybe hope this is our chance to uh, shift away more into some some cultural uh, issues that have been dominating uh, the Western world, the American world, our world here in, in Frederick, Maryland, even uh, in recent years. And you know, Donald Trump. A hero for many on the right, you know, an adulterer, right He had some personal mm-hmm. uh, compromise there. We can't let him off the hook, but on the left you got you know Harvey Weinstein or Weinstein. I don't know how he uh, I can't remember how he's supposed to say his last name, so no, no disrespect is meant to Harvey there, but I don't remember. Um, and then even inside the church, or if, depending on how you want to define the church's uh, high profile uh, problems with Roman Catholic priests uh, over the years, with uh, pedophilia and homosexual behavior with, with underage minors. Uh, um, and more recently, the Southern Baptist Convention has had some uh, accusations. One of the guys that uh, that ran for president was accused. It seems now like it might have been a false accusation, but some some accusations about some sexual uh, improprieties there. I mean, it's it's all over the place. And then the most wild story we've heard in recent years, I think, is a Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein story where they had a bunch of sex slaves on an island somewhere and high-profile people were visiting there. And, um, this is open-ended. What do we say either generally or specifically to that culture as pastors who are trying to lead people to Christ, but in the process, influence the culture for good at the same time.
2: So I would say that, especially when you have some of these high profile examples of so-called pastors or religious people, people in the, in the church, the media loves to jump on those and say, "Look, here's this Christian who's a hypocrite, and he did all these things. He's a problem." Well, actually, um, that, that's that's kind of the opposite of being a hypocrite because if, if if assuming the person is actually saved, they would have preached something to the effect of, "I'm a sinner." So the, all they proved by sinning was that they were correct in their preaching that they were themselves sinners. The question is what happens after the sin is, is discovered or noticed or what happened whatever i mean you get example example in the bible of david david committed adultery as well not only did he commit adultery he committed adultery with one of his best friend's wife uriah the hittite was actually one of his mighty men um and he murdered him. and then he mur- had a murder so there uh, just because there's a sin doesn't make the person uh, necessarily uh, unbeliever or ungodly it's how you deal with the sin once you're convicted, and hopefully you are convicted about it, um, but certainly people can make excuses for bad behavior and say, "Oh, it's not that bad." When it really is, there's a difference between making excuses for behavior and recognizing that behavior will continue to exist because we still are in a fallen world. Whether it's adultery, whether it's you know taking ten bucks from a, a cash register, there's there's this you know there's still sins. I think the things that we were talking about before
0: connect here, too. We are talking about a regulated free market and trying to uh, define what we meant by that. Uh, hopefully, we did an okay job by the time we got through all of that. What we're talking about with a regulated free market is regulating the behaviors within the economy, within the economic uh, happenings, the economic practices, regulating the behaviors that individuals and groups of individuals uh, engage in. So we're talking about regulating behavior economically and now we're talking about regulating behavior in this particular case, sexually, you know, people need to have personal responsibility and families need to hold other family members to account. And, you know, we need to, because if we don't properly regulate and we say, well, you know, sex before marriage isn't really that big of a deal. Well, the Bible says it's adultery. And if you're going to compromise, on that issue, well, then it gets an awful lot easier to compromise on sex uh, inside of marriage with someone who's not your spouse, and having that kind of adultery. But even that's not as frowned on as it used to be because we've got the rise of uh, of open marriages right. and getting, and then you start losing your mind on stuff. And so we've got uh, you know our, our first openly uh, homosexual uh, cabinet secretary with uh, Pete Buttigieg right now. That would have been culturally unacceptable when i was a kid uh and yet the the needle on that is moved. we've got uh transgenderism we got a transgender who's involved with uh, leading our health uh decisions in this uh, country isn't that an oxymoron he's mentally ill and yet he's leading the health but that's where we end up and you got people who are celebrated for it you know um uh, formerly bruce jenner now caitlin jenner uh he's you know living the life of uh, or trying to live a life or portray himself as a woman and is celebrated for it. And I'm going to get a bunch of hate for the way I just phrased that um, by referring to Caitlin as a he. Um, I mean, I'll call, I'll call him Caitlin he can call him whatever he wants. I don't care what you call. You can change your name. I have no problem with that, but you can't just, you can't force me to enter into your psychosis. (laughs) Right. Right? So we get, we get lost. And, And then, Women's sports, collegiate sports, and high school sports are going to be destroyed by this if, if if something's not done about it because you've got young
2: men competing against women. It's it's a slippery slope because if you recall, back in two thousand eight, Obama ran on a platform that was anti gay marriage. Obama
0: yeah. ran on a platform so that as was anti gay marriage. As, as recently as less
2: than fifty, less than ten, oh, less than fifteen years, years ago. ago, twelve years ago, thirteen yeah. years ago, the, the Democrat Party official platform was pro-traditional marriage at the time. And not only have we gotten rid of traditional marriage, we've now had, we've gotten rid of male and female. And it's only been 12 or 13 years. Um, So things change rapidly and there's a a very slippery slope. When you compromise on one thing, then you start compromising on other things. There's many Christians who aren't really bothered. You know, if you corner them on it, they'll say, oh yeah, that's wrong. But they're not really bothered when they see a gay couple in public or otherwise as they might have been 15 or 20 years ago and I think we're desensitized to evil that's in, that's existing in the society and many people are still angered or um, uh, you know uh, revol- re- uh, revolted when they um, see you know somebody that's pedophilia. pretending to be a pedophilia or somebody that's claiming to be a woman when they're a man or vice versa um, but how how many more years is it going to be before Christians are desensitized to that and they say oh yeah that's i mean that's bad but it's, it's kind of normal now yes but if you are um
1: grossed up by or, or re- rejected then you're a hater so they've changed the vocabulary to make it anything that uh you are against and you're biblically in the right you become a hater or uh it's hate speech and so forth so i want to bring this back a little bit we went back into the politics and into the general and to the leaders but how is your life have you ever lied well then bible says you're a liar have you ever slept with somebody before you got married? Well, then the Bible says you're an adulterer. Have you ever hated somebody in your heart? Well, Jesus said that you're, you're a murderer. So you're a lying, murderous, adulterer. I mean, those are real, live sins. If that is in your life, there is hope for you. So what we're talking about is not that, that once you've done this, you're beyond hope and you're terrible and you're labeled some, something and uh, everything's going to go bad. Yes, everything is bad, but there is hope for you. You must repent. And that's what Daniel was saying earlier, is how do you react to it? When, when this happens, when you're found out or when you realize how did David react to his sin, you can also react that same way and repent. What does repent mean? Repent means that you will make an effort to change and to please God. Now, that in itself is not going to save you. No matter what you do, you cannot save yourself from your sin and your evil. Only Jesus can. So what you have to do is repent and seek Jesus and ask for his forgiveness. And you are a new person and you will have life eternal. And there is hope. So those, all of us who are mired in sin, recognize it. And how do you recognize it? You must pick up the rule book. Where are the rules? In the Bible. Get to know who God is and what he says. Find out and seek him and he will come to you. So my thought to the, you right now is yes all these sins these compromises we have them all of us have them in our lives but when we see them and and recognize them we need to repent and that's where the difference is between somebody that is out there pointing fingers and somebody that says oh thank you for pointing that out to me you're right I should not have done that I'm going to repent I'm going to spend time in prayer so I would urge you if you don't know how to do that, reach out to Troy Skinner through this uh, radio station and he'll tell you all the, all the details on that. But this is a very real problem. And only you can fix that. Nobody else can fix it for you. And only you can fix it through Christ who's gonna fix it for you because you can't do it yourself.
0: And that's where the truth is. Obviously all four of us are committed. The truth is found in God's word. Uh, somebody who hears us say that, who doesn't believe in God or isn't a follower of Jesus has ever read the Bible, they're gonna want to reject that. And that's what has ended up happening in our in our world as well um, the 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 rules of engagement get changed so you have the American Medical Association uh, that uh, says that science says that gender is not binary and it gets back to what David said uh, last week or the week before that show uh, talking about the worldviews and the Bible shaping the worldview because that is the rule book right that is the guidebook um, but that seems to be one of the challenges. You have the the science, whether it's true science or not, the science versus the Bible. And we have to clarify. And I think we can, if we're willing to engage and have those conversations, we can actually persuade people that, you know, the science isn't really always very scientific in its method. And you can, because it's going against the natural order of things, it's going what we've, we've known for a long time. It's going against proven discoveries of things. and uh, and, the, and if we can get them to understand that, okay, what they've been told is the science isn't true, maybe they'd be open to hearing what the truth is uh, in the Bible. We don't have to fall prey to using different pronouns and all, all those sorts of things. I, By the way, it popped into my head, I, uh, I don't know if it was this week or last week, we were talking about the Covington uh, uh, boys mm-hmm. uh, and um, uh, Nick Sandman being stared down by the Native American. I said, I thought his name was Nate, and it popped in my head. might His friends might call him Nate, but his name is Nathan Phillips. So just for the record, uh, my 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 brain fog uh, lifted for just a moment, and I and I remembered his name. Um, we've got about a minute left, so I guess we're going to wrap up. Um, hopefully, we can pull this panel together for for next week to continue these sorts of discussions. I I think we're going to shift pretty pretty much further away from political stuff and get more and more into the cultural and worldview and and uh, and applying some of these philosophies that we're being bombarded with, you know, applying a Christian perspective to some of these um, as we move forward. So if that sounds good to you guys, thank you for, for, for joining us again. Uh, Imran Razvi is uh, on the show and Daniel Razvi is on the show and David Forsey on the show and oh, I'm on the show. And I'm Troy Skinner and you're and list- you are also on the
1: show well, because you're listening.
0: That's right. This is your show. This is a regulated free market show. <laughs> so, anyway, till next, we find us online. Find me online. Easiest way to do that is householdoffaithinchrist.com. You can find the show online also at wfmd.com. Till next week, 167 and a half hours from now. God bless.